Welcome back to Sweet Seats, Lake Orion High School's very own podcast, coming to you live from SBC Sports Broadcasting. Welcome back to Season 1, Episode 3. Let's talk about some... I'm here with Anthony Schultze. Hello. I'm here with Cam McCormick. Hello. And Cam Smith. Hi, guys. So, volleyball, college volleyball, women's, uh, Wisconsin took the Big Ten Conference title, but their season has been kind of up and down. You know, last year they were completely undefeated from game one, but their record has been looking very, uh, let's, I don't know how you guys feel about that. I know, I do want to highlight that it was uh, their seniors night last night, which is also, it's great to come off of a, you know, a season like that for your seniors, especially just to, you know, have a have a nice ending to their season, especially with COVID and everything, but I think it's nice to win. Yeah, you know, Dana Recchi, uh, she came back for another year. She was on for, uh, what, four years already, and she came back for her fifth year because COVID shut her senior year down, and they really rec- they really talked about her a lot because she came back for her fifth year, but we didn't only see that, but Wisconsin almost lost to Purdue. They took a hard five sets to them, unfortunately. But Wisconsin did end up winning. Purdue has been getting a good record. They're very undefeated. They're undefeated right now. They've been playing very well as a team and a group. You know, they've been their volleyball has been playing good. Saturday, we actually on the 27th, we saw 26 games played for the conference title. Wisconsin was able to pull it out three sets to one against Nebraska. But Purdue almost took down Nebraska, too, as well. They were 3-1. to one. Um, Another team that's been doing pretty well is Kentucky. They were uh, championships last year. They were champions almost two years in a row. But they're also undefeated right now. They have a great season going. But I want to pinpoint not only Dana Recchi, but they have some great, like, Lauren Stiverns. She has been outstanding for this year, you know, the head coach, all not even only the head coach, they all talked about Lauren Stiverns stepping it up this year, especially with Dana Recchi. She was one of the seniors pointed out last uh, last night. Um, but she's been doing pretty great too. But I don't know how you guys feel about it, but... Yeah, I also wanted to say, um, since you know they were highlighting people last night, you said um, Sydney Healy. Uh, yeah. she, they're one of the, she's one of their leaders, their team leaders. And um, I just wanted to say how they kind of like... I don't think she's a senior, is she? She is not. She no. is a junior. But um, just I read somewhere that she was kind of like carrying the team, like a lot of uh, – she just plays really well, and I just wanted to highlight that. Yeah, you know, we have a new freshman on the team. She is taking some big steps to fill. She needs to fill, you know, Haggerty's feet, and Haggerty is one of the best players. She is – she was freshman of the year, sophomore of the year, junior of the year. But then Dana Recchi stepped in her foot and said, no, Haggerty, I'm the one. And unfortunately, she wasn't able to come back this year. But, you know, the, she, the freshman that's playing for her, she is she's out of Canada, and she hasn't even been playing for that long. And she's playing for Wisconsin, you know, and she has some big feet to, or, like, big shoes to fill. And also with Hilly, um, in 2019, she led her team to the uh, NCAA championship um, in the match into the semi, and led her team also into the national semifinals, which I think is a huge accomplishment for not even being a senior, but to just be a team leader. I think she was a team leader um, for the past three years so far. And so I think ju- just that 
you know it's you know you're important on the team you know yep. people are looking up to you and um let's they they did get swept um in 2019 by stanford in, in the ncaa championship but i think still again like being credited for leading your team into the championship yeah. that's still like a huge accomplishment you know stanford um they they did do a great job they had Catherine plummer on their team they had almost this uh, so many of those players actually went to go play um, professional volleyball for Athletes Unlimited, but, you know, Jenna Gray, she went to go play as well for professional, same with Catherine Plummer, but this year we see Sammy Francescus, and she is trying to fill those shoes for Catherine Plummer. She is doing a great job with it. She has her ups and downs, but she is very consistent with her shots that she puts down there. But she is, that team isn't doing too well this year. They're unfortunately up and down. But they did end up coming out good and clean, but they didn't obviously take the Big Ten Conference champs. But they had a very good um, play with it. But I also want to pinpoint the Georgia versus LSU game. They took those three to two, and they went past. They, you know, Third, or the fifth set goes to 15, and they actually went 18 to 16. So Georgia just barely brought that win out. And it went on their records, but it didn't move their record that far. It went by points. And seeing that, almost all of their sets went over points. Um, you know, the first game was 27-25. Second game was 25-23. Third game was 28-26 again. The fourth game was indeed 25 to 18, and then Georgia brought it out in the in the fifth set, um, winning it three to two. All right. So I was just gonna ask. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on Texas for volleyball. Yeah, you know, Texas. They are a great team. They have all star players. They have you know Gatorade players of the year. They have all state players. But speaking of Texas. Texas played Texas Tech um, Saturday the 27th, and Texas blew them out. They didn't. Tex, they said Texas Tech doesn't even have a chance. They, yeah. was, those scores were insane. I was also gonna say it's not Texas Tech that I was um, that I'm talking about right now, but I was gonna say that last spring, uh, the Badgers were absolutely swept by Texas in the national semifinals. But the fact that the Badgers came back um, now in I don't know, 2021, 2019, but. Um, the fact that it was like a COVID year, like despite that, but they came back and now uh, they finished, the Badgers finished the Big Ten season 17 and three. And then yes. overall they were 25 and three, which I think just coming back from, you know, COVID and everything, it's, it's a really good record to finish off with. Yeah, you know, we saw the Badgers took on the Texas Longhorns and it was a close game. It was three sets to two, but Wisconsin did end up pulling it out. And you know, Texas was really upset about that because they beat them in semifinals, obviously, like you just said. Mm -hmm. But they were really upset that they couldn't pull it out. And the Badgers, unfortunately, lost the next game after that. They dropped two sets to Purdue. Um, but, you know, Wisconsin is a good team this year. They have Dana Recchi back and Daniel Hart. You know, all of them are great players. You know, Stiverns is back. The only difference with Wisconsin is that their libero their new libero is trying to fill some big shoes she obviously is a freshman she's very new to the team but she is a great player she's 
she doesn't let a single ball drop on that floor. She is after every ball, but she's trying to fill just like Morgan Hence. Morgan Hence was Stanford's leading libero. Um, she is trying to be just as good as Morgan Hence. Unfortunately, she's only a freshman. And she's trying to get there, and you know Morgan Hence is often doing her job and her career because she has graduated, but a lot of these kids have came back for a fifth year because COVID shut them down for their senior year, and we saw that on many teams last night and uh, past nights about, you know, senior night and sayings that they had to say, and Kelly Sheffield, he made the crowd start crying for Dana Recchi because of the saying that, you know, they said because it was her fifth year and they're not going to have her next year. I think with um, also, I remember Hilly saying something about um, how the crowds just give them motivation. And obviously the crowds, the absence of crowds um, during like the height of the pandemic was really a big thing for sports, especially um, all levels, honestly, because um, it it just adds the, like the rowdiness of the crowd. It honestly just does something to you. So I think that um, them as in all sports, being able to have crowds again. I think that really motivated um, a lot of the teams this week. Yeah, you know, the Badgers saying is, the crowd doesn't show, we don't show. Um, if the crowd doesn't show up, they're done. Their, their energy's low, their mindset is low. But if the crowd shows up, they're coming after it. But let's talk about the Pistons. The, the Pistons, LeBron James, the fight that happened. He's getting geared up on you know sunday the 21st that mm-hmm. that was insane very interesting and i was watching that live and i won't i won't forget what i was doing when i was watching it i won't forget how, how i was reacting i was i was on the i was on the on my feet i was jumping i was yelling for stewart to get lebron because honestly it was a cheap shot in my opinion and lebron will say oh well, it's a it's, it's a common play when when someone's trying to box out and then i just throw my arm up nobody just throws their arm up when they're when they're trying to box out it was clear. I mean, he looked at him. He had that face when he's about to when he's about to hit someone, and then he cut. I mean, he cut his he cut his eye open. He had to get eight stitches, I think, across his eye. I mean, there's blood streaming out. There's blood. I mean, he was trying to get through all of his all of his coaching staff. He people were comparing him to uh, Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans, trying to get through everybody to get to LeBron. But I mean, Sunday was the rematch, and there was. I mean, LeBron silenced everybody with like what 30, 30 points, thirty three points, something around there, and. I mean, Stewart had a solid game, but I mean, the the Lakers crowd was really getting to him, and you could really tell that the Lakers crowd was getting to him. Yeah, the Pistons were actually up ahead um, against the Lakers, and then the quick confrontation happened, mm-hmm. and they ended up the Lakers ended up coming back and stealing the game and winning it, um, which I think is kind of ironic if you think about it. Um, from the audience standpoint, it made it look like LeBron James was definitely at fault, but obviously, you know, they say that words were said, and that's what. Um, led to the confrontation mm-hmm. it was quick it was sudden um and they referred to um stewart as breaking tackles like an nfl running back charging mm-hmm. at james because they pulled the two apart um but then once you know the coaches kind of got him pulled apart as soon as he was let go he charged back at james mm-hmm. um because he wanted that retaliation um obviously down you know down the long run it i just i want to say i just um i haven't you know, seeing what most people have been saying, like on Twitter and stuff, but like, what is that? Like, how does that make them look as players that just want, that just want to fight? Like, how do, I don't. He doesn't have that good of a reputation 
so far in his career because he's already punched um, Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin tackled him, so then he stood over Blake Griffin. Great. Um, He got in Giannis Antetokounmpo's face, and he already had a prior engagement with uh, LeBron James, so... So like, yeah, he doesn't have that great of a reputation. Yeah, so if he's far. making this kind of, I don't mean to like crap on him, but if you're making a <laughs> reputation for yourself, like what is that? What's that going to say for? I mean, I I don't think people are really going to mess with him anymore. Exactly, I th- I feel yeah, like if you if you mess with this dude, I mean, you're kind of asking for it at this point. Especially when you know he uh, security guards were all over him, players, mm-hmm. his teammates were all over him, the other team was over him, his coaches were there. And he really just kept going, you know, that really shows us something that he is not trying. He kept going to the point where when they were taking him back to the locker room, he realized that the locker rooms all connect. It had like a loop. Yeah. It was an entire loop. So he was like, oh, let me just go to their locker room. So he bolted towards the locker room. Like why, like after the fact, like just you need, what you want to get out of him that bad? I feel, I feel like it was just like the suddenness of it. I mean, he realized the blood, he probably tasted the blood or saw the blood dripping. He saw how much blood there was. I think it was. I feel like it was just in the moment. He was just really upset about it, and I feel like his emotions got the best of him. Which I mean, he's a, he's 20 years old. He's a he's a second year pro. I mean, mistakes are it's gonna it, it happens. happens. Mistake, you got a 36 year old in 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 the goat conversation, and he just sucker punches you right in the face. I mean, I'd be mad too. Maybe not to the point that he was, but I mean, I see where he was coming from from it. Should he have gone to that extent? No, because that eventually hurt us. Because in the end of the game, we didn't play a player above six eight. And they have Anthony Davis, who's seven foot and can do everything on the basketball floor. And he's who led them to that 20-plus to single-digit run in the fourth, which gave them the five-point win. Yeah, you know, when this fight happened, there was nine minutes left in, in the third. And the Pistons, they were up 28 to 66. but It was 78 to 66. <laughs> my bad. And then the Lakers had a seven or a 20-plus lead to win it to – 121 to 116 after the whole fight happened and unfortunately we had those players did get suspended as they should be but I feel like it, they should have been suspended both one game I feel like I feel like giving Isaiah Stewart two games for kind of just like I mean you gotta yeah, you gotta I you gotta think, th- I think about it both ends if you get to suspend Isaiah Stewart for two games suspend LeBron for two or three yeah I think the unevenness of it like just just make it even yeah there I wasn't there was really no point in that both players yeah. were definitely in the wrong i feel like yeah, lebron definitely. shouldn't have punched him he should have just i mean stewart was all going back to the next play the ba- the ball was already in the basket but from it's like the, the heat throw. of the moment you know right. like they do make mistakes but right. it definitely is the heat of the moment right but the ball ball was already in the basket play was done and he looked at stewart and he just he rocked him and it's like i mean stewart fell down and he got right back up and he was like why'd you do that and a lot of people were like well if he was really this big tough guy why wouldn't he just punch him right when he had the chance i was like well, look at him. He's saying, what are you doing? He had two punches ready to go, but his coach and um, his teammate, Jeremy Grant, both hit him, hit the punches down because they're like, if you punch this dude, your career is done. They're, they're at least suspending you the rest of the season, and then the Pistons are probably going to drop you, and then I nobody's going to pick you up. I would say have fun being a free agent. Right, obviously. and if, if he gets a deal, he's not playing much because they don't want all that, that backlash on their team. So, I don't know. I feel like this whole situation, both players are in the wrong. I feel like both players should have been suspended one game each. If any, because I mean, was there any really other than LeBron's contact? There was no physical contact between the two after the play, so it was like at that point, do you, do you even suspend Stewart for just sure he was running through his his coaching staff? He shouldn't have done that, but there was no nobody got seriously hurt from that incident but I mean, afterwards. When you punch someone, there's obviously going to be consequences. Like he's a grown dude, grown. Yeah, but they should have kept it even. They should they should kept board. it even. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, both players were at fault. Both players made the mistake.
and then enough about punching people. <laughs> <laughs> but as you know, as you talked about the locker room afterwards, mm-hmm. you know, that really just blown everyone away because they thought they were done. They thought they were all over. Like, I mean, Stuart really did was like, "Yo, you just punched me." Like. You, I got something to say. And a like, lot of people, because in Detroit, if you remember back uh, 17 years ago, it was three days after the anniversary of the Malice at the Palace where the Indiana Pacers and Detroit Pistons got in a fight on oh the court. Yeah. And then Ron Artest, who's now Meta Sandiford or, or Artest, yep. ran into the stands and punched, punched the wrong dude, but he still punched a dude. And then people came on the court. People got punched on the court. It was a giant mess. And I just found it got like 17 years ago, almost to the day, there was a, a incident. And then you could hear the PA announcer when you were watching the game. You could hear him saying, don't throw anything. Don't run on the court. Right. Don't throw anything at any players when they exit, exit the listen. court. I mean, yeah. they, they did listen. Nobody threw anything. Nobody ran on the court. But I, I, I don't know. This The whole LeBron situation was just... You know, nobody would I have seen that coming. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just Especially because LeBron's been such a, a, a clean, non-dirty player. Yeah, yeah almost career. a flawless record. Yeah, and this is his first yeah. suspension. First suspension exactly. ever. It makes you, LeBron was suspended one game for it, right? Yes. Yeah, he was suspended right. one game, makes, beef stew, two games. It makes me think, do you think it's like superiority that it's like he was only LeBron is definitely LeBron's definitely the poster child of the NBA. So they're, they're, they're probably thinking like, oh, we can't suspend our, our top guy that sells the most jerseys, yeah, most tickets. Right. It's a bad look for the league if their number one poster boy poster child player is suspended for two three games right you know you told us that you were there you saw i was i was was watching it live on tv i wasn't there i wish i was there i know people that were there i was watching it live on tv that would have been a sight oh yeah i wish i was there i almost got tickets but tickets were so expensive how did you well you obviously were watching it happen Mm -hmm. though how what was your initial reaction and your initial just Whoa. I was kind of just like I was like, oh, okay. Now we got a little <laughs> bit of a fight going on. I, I didn't even I didn't even notice he was bleeding until the replay, and then um, I don't know. I was I, it didn't look like anything when you're just watching it and when you didn't know what was happening, you didn't see the replay, you didn't know what happened. I just thought it was just like they boxed out, they're running back, and all of a sudden Beef Stew's on the floor, and all of a sudden he's in LeBron's face, and then all of a sudden there's pushing, shoving, blood. I'm like. It all happened so quick when you're watching it live. Watching on TV, did they cut out to a commercial break nope. to try to? Oh, they kept it. They, live they, the they ran the whole thing. In. Okay. Yeah. If they would have put a commercial break in that, I don't know what would have happened. I Everyone feel. I feel like that. because they didn't put a commercial break during the Malice at the Palace either. Yeah. I mean, if you watch that back, I mean, they showed the whole thing, and they didn't go to commercial break until the pro- the post game show. Yeah. So. I mean, they didn't go to they didn't go to break until Stu ran out, and then they were like, "All right, we need to figure this out." And when they, were, they it yeah. was a 17 minute stoppage of play, mm-hmm. trying to figure all of it out. See, Russell Westbrook got a technical, Isaiah Stewart got two technicals, resulting in an ejection, and LeBron James got a flagrant two, resulting in ejection. So yeah. both players got ejected. You know, we saw like the coach obviously was not happy about that. He was mm-hmm. he was very upset. You know, I don't I don't really care because. You know, the coach has a right to be mad at them because they just threw punches at each other. You know, that's not really technically allowed in basketball because no. that's very illegal. Well, I mean, you would punch anybody in any sport besides boxing, would you? I mean, in True. no. Stewart, Isaiah Stewart was a professional boxer, though, before he... Uh, of course he was. While, while he was at Washington, he was, <laughs> he was training to be a professional boxer. So, I mean, he knew what he was doing. He had a couple right hooks coming right for LeBron. Yeah. But luckily, the coaching staff stopped that. Yeah, you know, all the security guards, everyone stepped in. Players stepped in, teammates. Like, almost the whole court was just full of people trying to break this up. But mm-hmm. 
unfortunately, it did that didn't stop them. They were still <laughs> going after each other, even in the locker room. How for many, God's sake, how afterwards. How many people does it take to stop two? I would say there were dozens of people. Out there there, was, uh, there was the entire coaching staff. It took the entire coaching staff, and then Kay Cunningham tried to stop him. That didn't work because he got past him. And then Jer- and then um, actually a referee grabbed both of his, both of his hands, grabbed his wrist, and pulled him back. I mean, that's stopping anybody if you're just pulling. Everybody's pulling their weight back on you. And um, that's really what stopped both of them. All right. I think that's enough for today's. Um, th- thank you guys for being here. Yep. It was a good wrap-up of the fight that happened. Oh, and, yeah. you know, bracket play starts for the national championship for volleyball starting in December. So I think we're excited to see that. Keep your eyes out for that. But hopefully LeBron does not end up in any more fights. Nope, he probably won't. Hopefully yeah. Beef Stew doesn't end up in yeah. any more fights. That's, like, yeah, that's, that's what we got to be worried about. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for being on here with me. Yep, of course.